Welcome to another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. We are so delighted to be with you today, and we're starting to hear good feedback for the new format. Yeah, uh, you know what? There's something about when, you know, when it's not planned out, I mean, we kind of, we get a topic, we kind of plan some notes. It's and then, folks, it's totally not planned. None, none of this is planned out at all. No, I mean, we kind of <laughs> have, have a topic. an idea of, yeah. of some notes, and then we just come in and just talk, and and um, so far, so good. It's, you know, we, we haven't... Um, Totally stepped on each other's toes. Too no, much. I, I think I think when we get into the studio, we get a good frame of mind. I think it's coming to the studio sometimes. Uh, it's where we got to walk by faith and not by sight when it comes to maybe even the title that we have today. Let, let's let's just say that um, he was poking the bear today. Um, she said a few times. She said to me, "I'm just tired of you. Just you're just poking me like you're poking the bear." I said, "I'm the bear." You all know what I'm talking about. You know, you know. Sometimes that spouse can just you know and we'll just all everybody just blame everything well, on covid because we're yeah. you know we're together all the time well, the crazy thing is out of our message is about joy right <laughs> about so increasing our joy right and and, and uh, so the whole time i said honey i said you better get it right and that made her even matter i said wait till you get in there you got to have that anointing god won't won't like it you being mad like this and of course it just made her matter more which poking terribly you know i should say this but it actually made me laugh more but anyways so we're here we made it we prayed i think i forgave you think you've forgiven me um well yes because the the anointing is more important than uh, i rather than being i want you to be in compliance with the word of god so (laughs) (laughs) so anyways let's just move right along if you know what i'm talking about give me that give me a finger you know the right one yeah don't don't that little, yeah. little finger that sideways. Could have been the other one this afternoon. Poking. But you did show some restraint. I praise I God did. for that. I Amen. did. I'm a woman of God. So we were talking about well, what happened was, just to kind of back it up, um, our message is going to morph into something a little bit different, but in the same vein. We started with something that I, actually the Spirit of God put inside of you uh, two Sundays ago now, um, and you had the people shout uh, and what was it exactly you had him shout, by the way? Was it just you nothing know, specific? I, I, it wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't really anything specific. I, I did say, you know, if you, you know, um, if you, that mountain of sickness, that mountain of debt, that mountain of fear and anxiety, yeah. whatever that is, we're going to shout it down. And, and I, I actually said, um, when I went up, I said, you know, sometimes... You know, I don't want people to always think I'm just like on 10 all the time when I go up there. And I literally that morning, I was just like, you know, and I always pray before I go up, you know, Holy Spirit, just guide, direct whatever you want to do. And however you want me to pray for your people, that's what I want to do. And I thought, you know, I just really feel, you know, in my heart, but it was more my mind. I'm just going to just go up. I'm just going to, you know, just in the praise and worship and welcome the people and I'll be calm and everything's going to be wonderful. And I knew it was going to be a busy day. So I thought, let's just move on. And right before, I mean, I just took the, took a couple of steps to go up onto the platform and the Lord says, I need the people to shout. Yeah. And then that's what really just, you know, just started this thing of what the Lord really wants out of his people. Right well, now. I was in the ready room coming, ready to come onto the platform. And typically that's where I'm trying to get the mind of God. And then when I came out, um, right before that, the Holy Spirit got to give me a word. I didn't know exactly all of it, but I had a little piece of it. 
and then gave that by faith. And so God just married the two things together. And so this has become a theme now in our church. We're hoping that it's a theme for you and your homes as well. If you don't go to our church, this is your church family. Obviously, you're here, you're you're learning and, and growing here. And so we're... Well, and, I, and I really feel, you know, as we're going on, first of all, like and share right now before yes. you go any farther, yes. make sure that you like and share this because we want we want people to be able to hear this because I really feel that you know there's so much shouting going on right now there is I mean and it's you know and we're not gonna it's it's not time to get political because we want to bring the word of the Lord but there's just been so much shouting there's so many things that are going on where people it just seems is just you know, yelling and fighting and shouting and wanting you to, you know, come to my side and I'm going to shout why it needs to be this way. And that's why I really felt in my, in my heart of, and, and that the Holy Spirit put there of we've got to shout and it's got to be the battle cry shout. It's got to be a shout of faith and it's got to be a shout of joy. Yeah. And I think everything else that we're facing you know, it's going to be the walls that are going to come down, the well, walls of Jericho Sunday, down. this is exactly what happened. If you didn't see that, you need to see it. If you weren't here specifically, uh, watch last Sunday. I don't even have the date with me but right now, but just watch. You'll see it on, on um, YouTube or you can go to... 15th. The 15th YouTube, or you can go to Facebook, either one. And I'm telling you, we had ourselves a time. We actually tag team. We had a great time preaching and coming together. Uh, and then at the end, we did something again, another prophetic type thing by faith. We, um, uh, um, had our elders stand up like the priests did of Jericho and we had them walk around. They didn't know this was going to happen. We didn't know it was going to happen. We just did it spontaneously. Walk around <laughs> the entire sanctuary, which is about a quarter mile if you do it seven times. And um, and uh, and and at the end, we we're going to shout together. Well, nobody knew this was going to happen, including us. We didn't know it was going to happen. The Spirit of God put that thing together and the power of God came in that place and people began to shout and we're already beginning to hear testimonies of healings and breakthroughs and financial stuff happening. So, and keep them coming. Let us know who you are that, that shouted that day. But you know what? There's no time and space with God. If you didn't see it, You'll watch it, and then you shout with those priests and with us as well. I call them priests, but there are elders. And, um, and, and you will see the power of God come as well. So we believe there's something God's doing with this. And I thought this time we should talk about the results of our shouting. That's joy. Um, you know, honey, one of the things that people are dealing with right now is the lack of joy mm -hmm. um, because they feel like, like you were saying a moment ago, the shouting, the noise, the distractions, the, 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 um, the, the um, bad news. Well, we've um, got war. We've got, <clears throat> you know, earthquakes that are going on. And the enemy really wants to get his, you know, get people in that place where we're so consumed with what's going on and we're so consumed with everything around us and we're so consumed with the negative and the bad news no no it to rob our joy right but know it but don't but don't allow it to consume exactly. you exactly uh you know get your news and that's fine that's fine and support and know what's going on in the world today but you know nothing nothing has to rob your joy right and so what we want to do is encourage you because the joy is our strength joy the lord the is joy our strength the lord is our strength and if he can that's zap right. our strength and get us to that place of weakness <clears throat> and get us to that place where we we're so cons you know overwhelmed that we don't even know how to pray we don't know right. how to enter in into his presence we don't know where our peace and our comfort is mm. um 
you know, he's, he, he has that foothold to defeat. He's got that foothold to just take us out where we're no longer effective. And we as believers have to be effective right now. Yeah, I, I think another thing that we've got to really bring this point home, we have a few points to share with you today. One of the things is, and we brought this on on Sunday, uh, to shout the victory before the victory mm-hmm. happens. Well, one of the things about joy is you got to learn to have to learn to have joy about things that God has promised you. In other words, things that maybe maybe have not come to pass yet, but God has promised you. For instance, God has promised you healing, and the Bible says, "By His stripes you were healed." So we have a promise in God's Word, God's Scripture that says we're going to be healed because we were healed uh, two thousand years ago by the stripes of Christ. Well, that's a promise. Maybe it hasn't manifested yet in your body, but you learned you need to walk in joy regardless and learn to begin to get happy before the manifestation takes place. Let me just read this to you. This is Joel chapter 2, verse 21. And this is what it says. This is what this is what the prophet Joel is saying. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice. In other words, joy up, get excited, rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. So we get we get excited about what he's already done, mm-hmm. what he's already accomplished. You should have been dead a long time ago. You should have been, you know, locked up in prison and the keys be thrown away for some of us. But here you are still standing. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field for the open pastures are springing up and excuse me, and the tree bears its fruit, okay? There's a promise the tree's there. It's going to bear its fruit. It's coming. The, the, the harvest is coming. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then. Put a smile on your face. Get excited. Joy up. Get happy, you children of Zion. That's a type of the church. And rejoice in the Lord your God. Watch this, for he has given you the former rain faithfully has not God been faithful it may have taken time but if you look back you can see God has been faithful to us and watch this we get happy we rejoice we get glad why because he will cause the rain to come down for you the former rain and the latter rain in the first month so God says I'm going to give you a double portion so you need to get excited about that the threshing floor floor shall be full of wheat they're not full of wheat right now but I'm going to be glad then Bible says be glad then and I'm going to rejoice because I know that that wheat is coming and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil hasn't happened yet but the new wine and oil is coming so I will hasn't happened yet I will, though, restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army, which I said among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God, who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. And he goes on and talks about how he's going to give us dreams and vision and revelation. No, my point to bring all that up is it's the word of God. It ought to get you excited, even though I'd have my finances haven't changed yet, even though I didn't get that job that I thought I was going to get, even though my marriage is still suffering some, even though I've got some issues in my body that have not yet been taken care of, even though I've got the threat of being put out on the street because I didn't pay my last two, three payments in my, on, my, uh, on my rent, whatever it may be, I can still rejoice and be glad because I have a promise from God. As a matter of fact, the fact, honey, that I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm rejoicing, it's my faith and God will use my faith to move a mountain. Joy is an anchoring acknowledgement yeah. of what your Heavenly Father has done 
is doing and will continue to do. do. And that joy is tethered to that hope, that your joy is tethered to that and anchored to that acknowledgement. So we can, in the middle of what seems to be the hardest situations of our life, and we can still rejoice. I like how Jesse DePlanis says that the battle might not be your choice, but the outcome is. Mm. And the outcome is, it's our choice because of what is going to be our attitude during those during those seasons? What are we going to do during those difficult right, times? Right, what right. are we going to do when all we have is a promise and we don't have the fulfillment of that promise yet? What are, are we just going to sit back and just be miserable? Are we going to sit back and complain? Are we going to sit back and cry and moan? And, and it's so easy to do. You know, the devil is poking the bear, you know, uh, we know that feeling. We understand those, those, evidently those the devil was me this afternoon. He it was, he was using you, <laughs> but you know, but it, it's still, it's, it's that, um, it's just that acknowledgement, you know, yeah. joy is not the absence of suffering, but it is the presence of God. And when you allow God to come into that situation, that you're facing, when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in as the comforter, because that's who he is. If you allow him to come in as your comforter, you're going to feel joy and you're going to feel peace and you're going to feel the comfort of God. The problem is sometimes I think that we get into that place that um, if we don't complain, if we don't cry, if we don't walk around you know, I like how somebody put it one time, if, if navel gazing, that means you're just constantly just looking down and you're depressed, then that means that you're not taking your situation seriously. You know, the world might not understand during this time of, you know, what's happening in other parts of the world. How, how would you sit back, you know, and talk about joy? Well, the, the you know, you're just you're not acknowledging the situation. You're not, you know, no, the, we go back to what we said earlier. If the joy of the Lord is our strength. And you have to have strength during this time to pray right. because it is going to take some power. It is going to take some time. It's going to take the fact that not just, you know, throw up a little Hail Mary kind of a prayer, but we have to have the strength to pray through these situations for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and our strength will be drained when we only look at the natural circumstances. When you start seeing how the enemy is attacking you, you know, this is actually just came to me just now, is that uh, the story of Elijah, Elijah rather, and um, his servant Gehazi. And uh, they both had fallen asleep. And when they woke up, Gehazi woke up first and then saw all the armies of their enemies surrounding them. And um, and so he was he was he was he was in total panic mode, concern, worry, fret, fear. Mm-hmm. Um, how can two uh, possibly um, uh, conquer thousands of men of war? Uh, they're unprepared. There's only two of them, and so they're they're and they're completely surrounded. And so there's that fear factor that that hits us. And what does it do? It robs your joy. You know, it robs your peace. It, it robs um, the very essence of the presence of the Lord. It's like it's almost like, God, where are you? And, and matter of fact, that's how some people I feel are feeling right now. God, where are you? He's there. I promise you. It's our faith that got, that got shook because of the things that we're seeing in the natural. And that robs our joy. If, if Pastor Robbins just mentioned a moment ago that joy is our strength. Well, if that's the case, then we have no more strength. We have no more vitality. We, we don't even want to pray. 
even though we know God's got the answer because we just have been robbed of it, it's been drained of us. Well, he talks to Elijah, and Elijah basically says, calm down, settle down, rejoice. Why? He said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see what I see. Now, Elijah was seeing something different. Elijah was seen in the realm of the Spirit. He saw the promise of God. And um, when he looked, he saw Gehazi open his eyes at a new time, which was by the Spirit. He saw that they were actually surrounded by an army host from heaven with mm -hmm. fiery chariots. So they were completely surrounded by these angels, and there's no way for the enemy to be able to come in and attack. What does that happen? Joy returns. Right. Why? Strength returned. So, so now his faith returns, and the things go back, to, go back to the way of the promise, rejoicing ahead of time, knowing that you're going to win the battle no matter what it looks like. I'm going to joy up. I'm going to get happy. If God did it for me once before, he can certainly do it for me once again. Right. In Acts 26, there's the story of Paul. And here Paul had been put in prison. You know, Paul, is, he's gone through a lot of stuff, you know, and he has been, you know, persecuted. He's been, you know, shackled. He's been in prison. And here he's, he, now he has been taken. You know, he's been accused, wrongfully accused, and they want to kill him. So they take him in front of the king, King Agrippa. And he's standing there, and this is this is so amazing. Now I want you to listen to this, and uh, of Acts twenty six, and verse one it says, "Then King Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself.'" So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. And here's what he says in verse two. This is what Paul says. He's wrongfully accused. He's just been taken out of prison, wrongfully accused. They want him dead. They want, you know, they're, they're trying to trip him up so that they can kill him on the spot. All this stuff is going on. And Paul says these words, I think myself happy. Wow. Did you hear it? I think myself happy happy. And he goes on King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things which I'm accused of by the Jews, especially because you're expert in all customs and, you know, questions. And, you know, he understands all this is going to come at me. And he stands there and says, I think myself happy. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Exactly. Yeah. So there's those times when we are facing some heavy situations mm -hmm. that, we have got to renew our mind. We have got to renew our thinking. And that's why, you know, we, it's, it's, it's really a no brainer. If you are not, you know, if you are not experiencing some peace and some joy right now, you've got to turn off the news, you know, turn off certain social media. Don't turn us off because we're going to try and help you with the joy, right. but turn off some of those voices that are, you know, just blaring at you. That's coming to rob your peace and rob your joy. And you need to Think yourself happy. And the way you do that is you've got to get into the word. You've got to press in. I like what it says in um, Psalms 98, 4. It says, so go ahead, everyone, mm. and shout out your praises with joy. Mm. Break out of the box and let loose with the most joyous sound of praise. He's not, you know, the word does not say, so go ahead, everyone who, you know, just got a nice fat check or everyone who, you know, your, you know, your, your marriage is all fluffy and wonderful, or, you know, all of you that just got your promotion in your job. It just says, go ahead, everyone and shout out your praises with joy, break out of the box. That box that the enemy is trying to put you in, that box that he is trying to squeeze you down mm -hmm. 
and take the life right out of you. He is trying to rob your thinking. He's trying to rob that word. He's trying to rob the promise. Yeah, it might have been a, you know, it's been a hot minute since, you know, since you've been praying for something and you haven't seen it manifest. Don't allow him to put you back into a box that makes you feel like as if the promises of God are not for you. You have got to renew your mind. You've got to renew your thinking and you have got to think yourself happy. You got to turn your sad into glad. That's our second point, by the way. Turn your sad into glad. Let me read this out of Nehemiah 8. And um, let's see, we'll start with verse 8. So they read distinctly from the book and the law of God. And by the way, they had not had the book of the law of God. They had just found it. So they were pretty excited about this. And they gave this sense and helped uh, helped them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest, and who was the scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, watch this, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Now when we think of holy, we think of bow down reverently. We think of uh, being um, somber, uh, maybe even a little crying a little bit because, you know, it's holy. God is holy. You're holy. Oh, you're holy. That's how we think of it. Now, watch what the word says here. This is in, and this I never saw this before. And I've been preaching ever since I saw it. This is many, many, many years ago. The day is holy to the Lord, your God. And it says, <clears throat> do not mourn nor weep. Do not mourn nor weep. Don't get down. Don't get in a prostrate kind of a uh, prostrate kind of a uh, condition. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, go your way. Watch what he's telling you. He says, get up off your face. Yeah. Dry them tears off. Quit being so disquieted and so discouraged and so, and so somber. He said, but here's what you do. You've heard the word of the Lord. It's holy. Now go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. In other words, let's throw a party because we just heard the word of the Lord. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow. It was a command, Robin, not to sorrow when the word of the Lord is being preached. I go to churches sometimes and I'm telling you, they're just so, they think they're being holy by being so weepy and so crying and, oh, we have to, we have to just prostrate ourselves before the, uh, uh, straighten ourselves before the Lord. I'm, I hope I'm saying this right. There's prostate and there's prostrate. Mm-hmm. Prostrate is what I'm trying to say <laughs> before yeah. the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and, 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 and they, they don't, to them, that's being holy. Holy. But God says holiness has nothing to do with that. Holiness is let's get excited, let's shout, let's praise, let's send our portion to everybody who can't afford it, let's get them involved as well. For this day is holy, do not sorrow, he commands them. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. There it is. Um, so the Levites quieted all the people saying, be still for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. So the whole point of the word of God is to get people to a place of being happy. Right. Even if you're sad over your condition, you get happy because you know there's a promise that God's going to make everything okay. Everything's going to be all right. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's that anchoring. 
Yeah. But you anchor your joy to that acknowledgement. It's anchoring your joy to the promise. And not saying that we can't ever cry, not saying that we, we're not going to no, no, go no. through those heavy, deep moments, but you can't stay in that place. And sometimes those things are even, sometimes that's even necessary exactly. to get the, those emotions up out of you. And I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to even say. And I know you're not right. saying that I am, but I, I, just to clarify, no. But what, what he's saying is, we don't, like you just said a moment ago, you don't stay there. Right. The whole point is it why? Because it will rob your strength. Right. After a while, you got to get up like David. Remember, he, he got on his face before God and cried out and said, Lord, he just, he just when he heard his son had died. Right. And it, it broke him. But then the Bible says he got up and he washed his face. Right. And he went right back into the house of God and began to worship and praise his God. Even in a place of turmoil in his life, you right. got to get up. You know, I, I, I used to tell, you know, women, you know, years ago, I'd start saying this because I had to do this in my own life. And that was, um, you know, yeah, we do go through grieving processes and we, you know, in, in those times of our life. And I said, you know, set, you can do one that you could set an egg timer or set a timer on your phone <laughs> that just says, you know what, I'm going to just, I, I've got to get this out. Lord, you know, I mean, these tears are about ready to explode. And I used to do it by getting in the shower and by the, you know, I'm going to stay here till the hot water's gone. And when the hot water's gone, you can't stay in that shower any longer. Now it's time to, you know, dry your face. It's time to move on. People need you and they need you to get back to life. And so, you know, set the timer on your phone. I'm going to just... You know, I'm going to weep before the Lord for the next, you know, 15 minutes. But once that timer goes off, I'm going to have to say, all right, Lord, now I've got to get my joy back because I have to live life and I have to do it with the strength of the Lord in order to go through my day. You remember years ago when we were doing youth ministry and we both learned something from, from this because we still, we've talked about it forever. And, um, you know, God, God was moving by a spirit. Um, and there, the, Tommy Tenney was, was a guest speaker. There's another one, and then there's several of them. But anyways, um, Tommy was back by us for some reason. I don't remember why, why he was by us, and all the kids were weeping and crying and weeping and crying. And I never forget this. Remember that? He started putting his hands on the kids' back. Okay, that's enough. That's yeah. enough. Now let's stand up and let's rejoice. Come on, everybody. Let's get up now. Let's, it's time. And they, 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 begin, they begin to obey and wipe their tears away. God was moving, but... He was by his wisdom was sensing, okay, this is moving now into the more of the emotional realm than it is a God realm. And now by faith, we're going to rejoice that God did forgive us. God is giving us a fresh start. God is healing our bodies and so on and so forth. And right. so uh, he started, and I thought, oh my God, I, 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 we both said so we learned something right. of how to take uh, people from one place to the next. Right. And he was trying to teach them joy is more powerful than sorrow. Right. You know, uh, Philippians 4, 4, the Passion Translation says, be joyful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow. And I want to just, I want to tell you just this quick story because I read this today and I thought it was so, um, you know, it just kind of, you know, really puts, um, you know, an understanding on seasons. And there's a story of a man who had four sons and he, he you know, he, he wanted his sons to learn about, you know, uh, judging seasons and, and people and, and life. So he sent his four sons on this, you know, this to go check out this pear tree that was far away. And he sent each of them out at a certain time of the year. And so he sent one out at winter, one out at spring, one out at summer, and one out at fall. 
And when they came back, he brought all of his sons together and he sat them down and, and he asked them, so what did you experience? And the first son, um, you know, uh, the first son said he went at wintertime and he said the tree was ugly and it was bent and it was twisted. And the other, you know, the second son said, no, it was covered with green buds and it was full of promise. And the third son disagreed with both of them. And he said, no, he said it was laden with blossoms that smelled so sweet and it looked so beautiful. And it was the most graceful thing that he had ever seen. And then the last son disagreed with all of them. And he said, no, that tree was ripe and it was drooping with fruit and it was full of life. And it was, you know, in a place of fulfillment of the tree. And the man explained, he had explained to his son, he said, it was the same tree that you saw, but it was just in different seasons. And I want to just, you know, just encourage you today. You might be going through a winter season right now where everything just seems like it's just dried up and twisted and it's dead. But you, you know, I want to just encourage you. You don't let that difficult season that you're in, don't let the pain of that season that you're in destroy the fullness of the rest of what God has planned for you. You might be in a place where it's just a few buds that are just, you know, cropping up and you just see a little bit, but you're just like, I've just seen buds forever. When am I going to see the fruit? You got to hang on. But in all those seasons, if you can anchor to joy, if you can press in and lean into God and allow him to just show you and to sense that there's another season that's coming. You know, I remember when, um, our kids were little and, you know, and I'm at home, I've got two kids and no car And, you know, there wasn't, you know, cell phones and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it uh, basically I'm at home with two kids that I love and adore. And I'm so glad that I'm home. But mamas, raise your hand if you know, there's some days that, you know, you're just thinking they're never going to grow up. They're, you know, the house is always going to be destroyed. You know, everybody else is living life to the fullness. I mean, you would leave for, you know, to go into the office at church and I would just be standing at the door, just like, as soon as you left, it'd just be like, oh, you know, please, I don't want to be here. I want to get out into life. And it was a season that I was going through. And I had to remember during those times, this is a season. Kids are going to grow up quick. And pretty soon we're empty nesters now, Uh, you know, and that's a new season that we're in. And I look back at those times, I'm like, man, that season was great. But at the time, it wasn't. So we're going through seasons of our life. And you got to remember that, that a new season is coming if you'll just hang on. Learn to laugh. Learn to laugh. Learn to laugh at what comes your way because life is short. And um, it's funny how you say, man, I took myself so serious back in those days. I wish I wouldn't have done that, you know. And and, uh, learning to laugh is a big deal. The Bible talks a lot about laughter. It says um, in Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. You know, sometimes it's just good to do things that make you happy and make you laugh. Um, I know you and I, especially me, I always really, really like to laugh a lot at things probably inappropriately sometimes when I'm not supposed to be. But I I try to find something funny in the things that we do and just life in general. And I remember 
going through a really difficult thing. This is back in the nineties. And, and you said, well, why don't we just go to the movies? Let's go, we'll go, we'll go to the outdoor back in those days. And so we drove to Rockford, which we were living in Beloit at the time. And so it's about a 30 minute drive. And so we drove to Rockford to the, the, um, Belford drive in yeah. and we'd grown up there. We lived in Rockford our whole lives. So we, 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 were very familiar with it and we went and there was a it was a double feature as those things usually are and the first movie was the i'd never heard of called it was a movie called major pain (laughs) and uh and uh, it was one of the wayne brothers that was in it and um uh damon i think it was and anyways i didn't know anything about the movie never heard of it nothing and uh i was kind of bad mood and this movie starts and i mean i start laughing and I mean, I can't stop this whole movie. I'm rolling. And to this day you talk about it, I said, remember you're saying all the people. I was like, it, it was hot out, you know, cause it's summertime. And I'm like, hi, we got to roll the windows up. People are staring <laughs> at, you know, at our car. And I was like, I care less. <laughs> Why? Cause it felt so good to laugh. And, and it's amazing how afterwards it wasn't even spiritual in that sense. Like I wasn't studying the Bible to get rid of my discouragement that day or anything. I just needed to joy up. I needed to right. laugh. And that little movie, which I believe is pretty, I, I, I don't know if I can recommend it now or not, but I think it was pretty clean. I haven't seen it for a while. Yeah, I think it was PG or whatever. But And it just made me feel different about things that were going well, on in my life. Right. Well, I had come, you know, and if you follow us and, you know, follow us on social media and, you know, we, we talk you know, things of God, we talk church, but we also just show our own life and things that are going on in Sometimes our life. Sometimes funny things too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's, I had just come from the cancer care center and, and, and I put it out there in social media. Um, cause I didn't get the report that I wanted. I wanted to go in for an all clear and everything's going to be great. And I am. And so, but when I left there and I came here to the office and they were getting ready for the youth summer jam, and they had just unboxed some costumes that they were going to do, the, the blow-up costumes and everything. And, you know, it was easily because it was so heavy. And I know the enemy was just trying to just put that blanket of heaviness on me and overwhelm me. And, and you know, it was just like, you know what, let's, let's uh, Google this and let's think about this and we should do that. And I was just like, no, you know what, the no. joy of the Lord is going to be my strength because that's what the word of God says and that's what I'm going with. So I, you know, what did I do? I threw on a costume, blew that baby up. Um, my daughter put on one and we ran all over and um, I, we got our granddaughter here and played with her with the guy. We just laughed. That's we cute. just said, you know what, God, you are who you are. You are who you said that you are. And it's like a reset. When you start is. laughing, it's like you get a reset button. Like you're not thinking about all the horrible stuff or the bad stuff right. anymore. It's like, okay, okay, I can laugh. I'm okay. I'm going to be all right. Because you're activating your faith. Yes. And when you activate your faith, you can begin to see things happen. Habakkuk 3, 17 and 19 says this, though the fig tree may, um, may not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. He's just listening to all this stuff. It, you know what? You might see these things. It might be a reality in your world of these things that, you know, it's, it might be negative. But verse, six, verse 18 says, yet. I love that word. Type it in yeah. right below if you're there. Yet God. I want you to just type it. 
right now because there's a yet that's yet, about yeah. to take place. You're seeing these things yet. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Did you hear it? Mm -hmm. All these things. And yet it goes on. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. Amen. And lastly, we'll say this as well. It moves right into it. We have to joy, be, be filled with joy and cheer up and all that. Why? Because God's fighting for us. Right. I don't have to fight my own battles. That's why I can laugh. You know, Bible says in Job chapter five, verse 21 says, you shall be hidden from the scourge of the tongue. And those people persecute, persecuting you. You shall not be afraid of destruction when it comes. You shall laugh at destruction and famine, and you shall not be afraid of the beasts of the earth. Nothing in this life will make us afraid, and therefore we can laugh even at our enemies. But I'm also reminded of Second Corinthians, or Chronicles rather, chapter 20, where it talks about how, how uh, the king in his day uh, was surrounded uh, by the enemies, no way, no way for them to be to be able to win, and he got discouraged and depressed and sorrowed. But then he got a word from the prophet that said, "Cheer up, mm -hmm. rejoice." God has seen and knows, and He actually has set this up as a benefit to you because they have all the spoils with them. And the Lord says, "You shall not fight this war. The battle's not yours, but it's the Lord's." So the good thing is, we we get excited, we get happy because we know that. I don't have to fight this battle. I just have to stand in faith. My job isn't to figure out how to win it. My job is just to trust God. And in my faith, I know that God will fight for me and it will give me such supernatural blessing. In that case, it took them three days to pick up the spoils of war, uh, silver and right. gold and royal tapestries and all this stuff. I mean, they became Israel became extremely wealthy. They thought they were gonna die and God actually drew the enemy to them on purpose so that they could prevail and then get the spoils. Right. You know, it's, um, you know, when somebody asks you, you know, how can you be happy during this time? How can you rejoice? How can you have this kind of joy? It opens up an opportunity. And, and, and listen, what a time that the world needs us to be evangelistic. What a time for us. You know, the Lord needs us to bring peace and comfort to people around us. And when you're walking in joy and you're walking with a smile on your face and you're walking and, and that smile might just be by faith that you're smiling, but it's all right. Go ahead and smile. It'll make the enemy so mad. Satan will not understand how you could be smiling when he is throwing everything he can at you. But if you can walk with that joy, if you can walk in that faith of, of that shout of praise unto God, it attracts people around you because people are going through stuff and they have no hope. Mm -hmm. They have no anchor. They have nothing to pull peace and joy from, but they're going to look to you and they're going to look and say, wow, if you can find joy and they're going to ask you, how can you be joyful? And you might say, you know what? It's by faith because my world might be upside down right now, but let me tell you what my God is doing for me and what my God can do for you. It will open up the heavens. It will open up such great opportunity for you to be a blessing to others. And honey, I know that there's people right now that they need that joy. They need that peace in their life, but they also need that, <clears throat> that, that, you know, that extra little kick to help them to be that for somebody else. 
Well, bottom line is this, is that we, we want to pray with you today for sure. But the bottom line is, is that know that God is fighting for you. Matter of fact, say those words after me. Say, Lord, I thank you for fighting my battles. I don't have to fight alone. I know you're fighting for me and you're fighting with me. And I give you thanks for that in Jesus' name. Now, right then and there, when you're saying those words, it begins to build your faith because you know it's true. He's called the Lord of hosts. He's the God of war. The Bible says he's the God of war, warfare against your enemy, the enemy of our souls, and that he's called the Lord of hosts, which means he's the captain of the hosts of heaven. God's made these military-minded angels that are fierce, that are bad to the bone. You don't want to mess with them. And, and, and I had a vision when I was a kid of angels and, and I didn't know it was a vision at the time. I just saw it and we were asked, had an assignment to draw angels. And I drew this angel, very muscular like me. Uh, but it had like, <laughs> you wouldn't even laugh. Joy up on it. I was like, yes, that's right. Because I remember. That's right. I remember the days. <laughs> um, and so anyways, but the, and he had scars on him and long hair. And mm-hmm. I kind of drew him in a Conan, Conan, Conan fa- fashion from the movies. And because um, that's the way I saw him. And my teacher at the time thought it was blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. I was going to Christian school at the time. She thought it was blasphemous. Again. Well, you know, I, but but my point is, is that not to cut you off, but yeah. just to, to finish the story, is that I've always saw angels the way that they're created to be mm-hmm. strong. And then when the book came out in the late '80s of uh, this present darkness, you read those. Okay, that's what I was going to okay. talk about. Yeah, so, I didn't know those books, by the way. Oh man, so I, you know, I want to encourage you. Those books are they're timeless. They are timeless. They hold up. And you know, I, I, you know, I didn't have that um, the reality of Frank Peretti, of angel, Frank Italian, Peretti. yeah. And I forgot how many four or five books that are in the series. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I knew I knew enough to go. Angels are not sitting on clouds with harps, but I didn't really truly understand um, that spiritual realm. And I, I remember just getting the first book and sitting down and reading it, and I was so. I mean, it. I was so consumed that I had to finish every single one of those books. And it just, I, I really believe it was, you know, he, the books were written by the Spirit of God sure. for him because it was painted this picture of what really takes place in the spiritual realm. As we're just walking through our daily lives, this what's happening in the spiritual realm and, and the fierce. battle of yeah. these angels. And it's amazing. And if you, so if you don't, Tough. if you don't understand just start with that, you know, get your, you, you've got the word on it, but get those books and just, it'll paint the picture. God created like, wow. he, 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 And that's exactly right. He, it will give you a great picture of it, but he created these angels for the specific task of war mm-hmm. and they're excellent at it. And they do war against the enemies of our soul, the satanic realm, all of that. And they win, they win according to our faith. They win according to our joy. They win according to our shout. It's where we put our faith. And um, he's the he's the captain of that host. So just know that God's fighting for you. Okay, let's pray. Father, 
We've delivered your word today, Lord God, the best that we know how to do. And so, Lord, we thank you that your word goes forth and it's even setting people free even now. We thank you for the angels, Lord God, that are on assignment on our behalf and that you are commanding them and commissioning them, even more of them, billions of them, to go on our behalf, Lord God. Unlimited access, Lord God, into the heavenlies, Lord God, and destroy the works of every demonic spirit and every demonic angel and host in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that you're stirring us up unto works of righteousness and to your joy, that we can see the future, Lord God, that you give us a glimpse of our future even today, I pray, and stir up the gift of God that's inside of us, Lord God, to have a better day and a, and a, and a, a furtherance, Lord God, of our future, that this is not the end, but it's the beginning of something precious and new in Jesus' precious name. And I declare over you right now, this is not your end. This may be the end of a chapter, but you got a huge book and a series of books yet to fulfill. It's the end of something old, but the beginning of something new in your life. But it's not the end of you. I declare that over you in the name of Jesus Christ. So I, I speak and declare joy over you right now. That the angels of God will begin to pour over you the oil of joy for mourning. I pray in Jesus precious name. Honey, do you have something? Mm. No, I just, I, I do want to encourage you to, you know, the, it, it, as soon as you name. get off of this podcast right now, I just encourage you to just maybe get out a piece of paper and a pen and just write down three things that you can praise the Lord for. Just start there. That's maybe good. it's only one thing. Yeah. Just write down something that you can begin to just shout for joy and thank the Lord for that one particular thing and then add something else onto it and just keep going. And before you know it, you're going to be like, wow, Lord, look at what you are doing and what you have done in my life. And maybe just get some promises of the word of God and just begin to declare that. If you can, if you look at your life and say, there's absolutely nothing to praise the Lord about, well, then get in your Bible and find something that is a promise that you can declare, you know, that it's Amen. coming into your life because there's Amen. always something that you can give God praise for. Yep. And we're so excited you joined us today and can't wait to see Sunday live in person, 10 a.m. And if you can't make it, you can always be online at myfaithbuilders.com. Uh, well, of course, no, you probably you wouldn't go there. That's for other things. You would want to go to YouTube channel our youtube yeah. channel faith builds church and this or, right here or yes or to um or to face facebook they said all right yeah i usually get on or go to up. go to our personal facebook pages and there we'll you connect you and it'll all work out amen we love you god bless you until next time